0: Welcome to the Maple Grove Scripture Reading Podcast Episode 16, 2 Kings 15 through 25 and Isaiah 1 through 12. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Scripture Reading Podcast. I'm your host Nick Spencer and today we're going to be finishing 2nd Kings and starting Isaiah. Now last week we looked at the split of Israel into two separate nations, the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah, and the many kings that followed in the prophets Elijah and Elisha. Well, this week we read about the exile of both of these kingdoms and the kings kind of leading up to that. And we also started reading Isaiah. So I want to start with just talking about a couple of the kings for Judah, the southern kingdom. And I want to start with Hezekiah. Hezekiah was a king of Judah who reigned for 29 years. And I want to read to you from chapter 18, verses 3 through 7. It says this: He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father David had done. He removed the high places, smashed the sacred stones, and cut down the Asherah poles. He broke into pieces the bronze snake Moses had made. For up to that time, Israelites had been burning incense to it. It was called Nehushtan. Hezekiah trusted the Lord, the God of Israel. Yet there was no one like him among all the kings of Judah, either before him or after him. He held fast to the Lord and did not cease to follow him. He kept his he kept the commands of the Lord that the Lord had given Moses, and the Lord was with him, he was successful in whatever he undertook. So Hezekiah was different than all the other kings of Judah, and quite honestly, Israel for that matter. He destroyed the high places, these places of worship of gods other than the God of the Israelites. And this is something that we hadn't seen from one of these kings before. Even the kings who did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, we hadn't seen anything. Any of the kings do this, destroy these high places. But Hezekiah, he followed the Lord, and he trusted in him, and he destroyed those high places of worship. And like it says at the, at the end of the passage that we read, the Lord was with him, and he was successful in whatever he did. And you might have thought that because of this, his sons would have carried this on. I mean, typically, really, when you think about it, or at least when I think about it, you know, you see somebody's kids most of the time not be all that different from their parents in terms of, you know, like their ideals or what they believe. But we don't see this with Hezekiah's son Manasseh. Let me read from chapter 21, verses 2 through 6. This is Manasseh. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, following the detestable practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before the Israelites. He rebuilt the high places his father Hezekiah had destroyed. He also erected altars to Baal and made an Asherah pole, as Ahab, king of Israel, had done. He bowed down to all the starry hosts and worshipped worshiped them. He built altars in the temple of the Lord, of which the Lord had said in Jerusalem, I will put my name. In both courts of the temple of the Lord he built altars to all the starry hosts. He sacrificed his own son in the fire, practiced sorcery and divination, and consulted mediums and spiritists. He did much evil in the eyes of the Lord, provoking him to anger." Manasseh reigned for 55 years and pretty much undid what his father had done. He built back the high places. He built altars to Baal. He built an Asherah pole and and built altars inside the temple of the Lord. Not only that, Manasseh did something that, that just seems reprehensible. I mean, he sacrificed his own son. And we read God's reaction to this in chapter 21, Verses ten through fifteen the Lord said this through his servants the prophets manasseh king of Judah has committed these detestable sins he has done more evil than the amorites who preceded him It has led Judah into sin with his idols. Therefore, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I am going to bring disaster on Jerusalem and Judah, that the ears of everyone who hears of it will tingle. I will stretch out over Jerusalem the measuring line used against Samaria and the plumb line used against the house of Ahab. I will wipe out Jerusalem as one wipes a dish wiping it and turning it upside down. I will forsake the remnant of my inheritance and hand them over to their enemies. They will be looted and plundered by all their foes because they have done evil in my eyes and have provoked me to anger from the day their forefathers came out of Egypt until this day. Now Manasseh's son, Amon, he followed in his father's footsteps and worshipped these same idols. But he was conspired against, murdered after only two years as king. His son Josiah then became king. And according to verse chapter 22, verse 2, he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David, not turning aside to the right or to the left. And it's during Josiah's reign when the priest found the book of the law. Apparently they had lost it. I mean, obviously because they haven't really been following it. And here is Josiah's reaction when he was read the law, it was this. When the king heard the words of the book of the law, he tore his robes. He gave these orders to Hilkiah the priest, Ahikam, son of Shaphan, Achbor, the son of Micaiah, Shaphan, the secretary, and Isaiah, the king's attendant. Go and inquire the Lord for me and for the people and for all of Judah about what is written in this book that has been found. Great is the Lord's anger that burns against us because our fathers have not obeyed the words of this book. They have not acted in accordance with all that is written concerning us. So Josiah was distraught because of what he heard and what was in the law, and he knew that his father and his grandfather had not followed the Lord according to the law. So he had the high priest inquire of a prophetess who told them that, the Lord was going to bring destruction on Judah, but because Josiah had showed repentance, that this would not happen until after he died. And so jo- Josiah did a, a few things. I mean, obviously he destroyed the high places like we talked about, but he also renewed the covenant with the Lord and destroyed these altars to Baal and Asherah poles. Um, he also commanded the people to celebrate the Passover because that had not been done since the time Of the judges, so we see something in these two kings, two kings who understood what it meant to follow the Lord, and you know the most important thing that we see is their commitment to their to the destruction of idols, these places of worship, these Asherah poles. um, These places were meant to worship other gods, not the Lord. And in the line of kings, we saw a number of kings. We even saw those who did what was right in the eyes of the Lord but they did not destroy these idols and and it makes me wonder about us well, what about your life what about mine do do we keep things that keep do you keep things that you know god doesn't want you to keep around or or you, you keep doing something that you've always done or you know do you keep something because it's something that you've always had um do you keep those kinds of things around? I, I mean I can come up with a couple of things in my life, things that quite honestly do not honor God. And and or or maybe they're just a distraction um distracting me from from giving God the honor or the full devotion that He deserves. And you know what? As you go throughout your week this week, I just want you to ask yourself this question for the things that you do when you find yourself your your mind wandering or or you just you start going through and and doing something that you've always done ask yourself this question does this honor God and if it doesn't then I pray that you'll be like Hezekiah and Josiah and Destroy that high place in your life, those things that have kind of dug in that you're holding on to, but they're just holding you back from full devotion and worship of the Lord. As we finish up today, I just want to touch on a couple of passages from Isaiah. In chapter 6, we read about Isaiah's vision of the throne room and what he describes as that he sees in verses 1 through 4. I, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. In the year the king Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were six seraphs, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying and they were calling to one another holy 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 is the lord almighty the whole earth is full of his glory at the sound of their voices the doorposts and thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke i what an amazing description I mean, it's amazing that that we can have somebody have a vision and, and have it written down for us of this sight of the Lord on his throne. Although, rightfully, it terrifies Isaiah. I mean, in in um, chapter 6, verse 5, he says, Woe to me, I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among people of unclean lips. And my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Because, you know, as, as we've seen you do not take the glory of god lightly um because it can destroy you because it is just so pure and so good if if you don't if if you haven't seen the video uh that the bible project guys did on the glory of the lord um, and on holiness is on holiness is the actual video title. Go watch that, and that gives you just such a great description of what what that really means. And 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 Isaiah understands that, like he knows. And so I, I just I I love that. I, I love that he is able to give us this description that he's able to survive it because of God's grace. Um but he understands you know what he is seeing um, you know what I find interesting about Isaiah is the number of prophecies as as i 'm reading through it that that i i know that i 've read before but this is actually the first time that i 've gone through the book of Isaiah because usually i 'm i when I try my bible reading i don 't get this far um but i i 'm happy that i 'm here this time but since I'm going through it for the first time and I get to some of these these prophecies, I'm reminded of them because we hear them every year at Christmas. Or, or because they're, you know, not or, but because they're quoted in the Gospels of Matthew and Luke in reference to Jesus. Um, you know, you have... Uh, chapter 7, verse 14, that says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will be with child, and will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel. Um, Or uh, chapter 9, verse 6, where it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And, and there are more that that aren't from the Christmas story, but they do talk about the Messiah continuing in chapter 9 and in verse 7, it says, Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Or in chapter 11, verses 1 through 4, it says this, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. Spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice. He will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, with the breath of his lips. He will slay the wicked. I just, reading through these, hearing these prophecies, knowing that they culminate with Jesus, it's just really neat to go back and read some of these things that were written long before Jesus was here on earth. And so I just wanted to point those out. And I'm pretty sure that we're not done with these prophecies about the Messiah as we read. So keep an eye out this week as you read through Isaiah. All right, well, next week we're going to be finishing up this first part of Isaiah. Get about to, I think, verse 40. And I um, also want to let you know that we've got a new feature to the Scripture Reading series on our website. Each week, Austin Tucker is going to be writing about three things that kind of like stuck out to him in the reading for the week. And he started writing last week, and a new article will be up this week as well. They will also be posted uh, when this podcast is posted, usually on Friday. Fridays. So be sure to check both of those out at the website, maplegrove.church. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to the Maple Grove Christian Church Scripture Reading Podcast. You can find out more information about our church at our website at www.maplegrove.church. You can also follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MGCCBTown. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Google Play Music Store. Thanks again for listening.